Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Training Camp Live with Mark Grody and Gabe Ramirez on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is Double G. It is Gabe and Grody. Back like we never left for the entire 6 o'clock hour before I send Grody out to take a walk in the rain. That's how he gets Again, home. Another day. another walk in the rain. I've already had two walks in the rain. You're going to Uber home, though, today, right? Well, I actually drove right Whoa. from Hallis from Hall. But that was not before I walked out of Hallis Hall just about to my car, which is a remote parking area because training camp, because there's so many people parking. Right. So it's a decent walk. Now, I did have my my broken down city umbrella. You know okay. the umbrella. One that, one wire is always out of the shape. The yeah, one yeah. that we all buy from Walgreens yeah. or CVS when in a pinch. We're like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that $7 umbrella. And then it breaks. So I'm walking with that thing and my backpack and all my equipment. I get almost to my car, and then I realize I forgot something that oh. I need to take <laughs> with me to Indianapolis. Walk back. To Hallis Hall, walked back to the parking lot in the rain. But the good news is, yes, I took the car instead of stopping at home like I usually do. Like and then walking in, I actually drove and parked in the parking garage in the facility. Now, I hope that what happened to me last time I drove to work doesn't happen this time and that I forgot I parked my car here and I walked <laughs> home. <laughs> that feeling was just so oh, bad. Man. Later on the night, I'm like, that feeling of, oh, crap, I, uh, I left my car somewhere. Man. Did you have to walk back or Uber back? I I, um, I walked back. I, I did it the next day. I was like, you know what? Screw it. My car is safe. It's in a nice parking okay. garage. I'm going to pay a little Eight bit more. Bucks. <laughs> Eight to 40 bucks. But, you, you know, there's no worse feeling. Like, we... Like people lose wallets and keys. I lose my car. Yeah. I I lost my Fair car enough. that day. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're here to talk about Bears football. Lots to discuss in the next hour. Of course, Bears defeating the Tennessee Titans over the weekend. Uh, small sample size from a lot of different players. But I think I would like to talk about first. First of all, open, the lines are open. Yes. So we'd love to take some phone calls. Yes. 312 644-6767. If you have any questions about any players in particular that you saw on Saturday or people that maybe you did not see on Saturday, where they are at uh, with this Bears team, we'd love to take your calls again. And how you're reacting to the game. Like, what do you take out of it that yeah. is legit? Because there's this, there's this wrestling match that goes on with preseason games in terms of what matters, what doesn't matter, are you allowed to care about what goes on? And my answer to that is you can take out of this preseason game whatever the 
hell you want. All I said going into this game was I wanted to see a touchdown drive and not I a did see field that. goal drive. And I got some pushback on that with people telling me how it is. It means absolutely nothing. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. And believe me, these games mean more to the coaching staff than you think they do, regardless of what they say about yeah, it. Yeah, and I also think it helps with the psyche of the team. That's why we want to hear from you. Tyler, Tyler Ferengar, guy who's producing the show today. Hey, buddy. Hey, sir. Nope. You know? No, talking to another hey, Tyler. Hey, there you go. There we go. Hey, let's open up the phone lines. All right, so we can get some phone calls in here. Uh, we got Tyler Ferengall holding us down today. All right, so I'll go first with just uh, reactions again, taking your calls again, 312-644-6767. The reason why that first drive was so cool for the Chicago Bears offensively was because the the defense was a mirror image of what it was last year during the regular season. So it hurt as if you'd seen the story already. You're like, oh, no. We saw this all last year. The defense sucks, and they're going to take 10 minutes off the clock, and then Justin Fields is going to go three and out. And so you thought that was going to happen because the cynic in you pushed your brain in that direction. But then Justin Fields comes out there, and you see this thing that didn't even work all of last year. How many times did you see a successful wide receiver screen? (laughs) Rarely did you ever see a successful one, let alone one that went for six. So – I'll tell you what my takeaway was from that play. <clears throat> Did I think the throw was bad? Yeah, sure, of course. No, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could, whatever. We all saw it. It was not a great throw. Right. DJ Moore getting the ball and looking and having the speed, it reminded of a, me of plays last year where Justin Fields would be running by the defense and you're like, oh, he's going to get caught. And then you're like, oh, damn, he's he is that much faster than everyone else. And you saw that with DJ Moore on that very first play where it was a wide receiver screen, and I'm like, oh, they're going to get him. And then DJ Moore was like, get who? Not me. <laughs> You're not going to get me. Four ah. guys. <laughs> Four so guys trailing him. That popped off to me. I'm so glad you said it because I talked to him about that after the oh, game. Oh, I love this. Like, what did he say? You will hear it. Like, I got a little vignette I put together here. Tyler, vignette. I hope you're there for this one. Yeah, I, like, I want to yeah, hear this. Yeah, you with us? He's, he's <laughs> taking a phone call here right now. But, no, I, I talked to DJ Moore with some other reporters, and uh, you will hear that specific right element uh, come up. <laughs> hey, Tyler. Oh, you got Okay. So we're going to go with the, the DJ Moore and just his reaction to the day, but we'll get into exactly what you just brought up. Yes. Uh, it feels real good, you know. Uh, I was a little nervous at first in the new environment, but settled in pretty quick. What are you nervous? Is it like right the first set of plays? When you walk into Soldier Field, what are you feeling? Now I was nervous this morning. You know, new team, new environment. Uh, after that, it's just football at the end of the day. How gratifying is it to outrun safeties and cornerbacks once you get into the clearing and you got three or four guys that are running behind you? Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's always smooth. You always want a, the best path to the end zone, and there's nobody in your way. So it was uh, glorious. <laughs> glorious. Glorious. <laughs> like he was trying. He was kind of like, all right, I got to come up with something good here. Yeah, yes, yes. So I saw it exactly the same way. Like Because we've seen like DJ Morris terrific route running and getting wide open in training camp for Justin Fields. Yeah. But that was one of the first times that I just saw the the raw getaway speed. 
and you know getting into the end zone. Looked big, looked fast, looked like a professional wide receiver. Glorious. Yes. <laughs> That's great, Tyler. Baby T. That's awesome. Oh. Let's go to let's take this phone call again. Yeah. Uh, it's Gabe and Grody here on 670 the score. Just taking your Bears thoughts after the game, after what you've seen so far during training camp. Would love to have some questions and thoughts from you guys. Again, 312-644-6767. We got John. What's up, John? What did you uh what did you take take away from this game here? Who 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 did you take away from this game? Well, I know Vela's messed up, but I still gotta take up for him, you guys. Listen. Why? You gotta you gotta the why? Bears gotta prove. Why let would you take you up why. for him? Yeah, okay. Let me let me tell you why. I'm ready. The Bears gotta prove they can develop somebody. They don't never prove they can develop. Take some time with the guy. Get you wait, you had to you picked him in the third round. You had to see something in him. Take some time and prove you can develop somebody. Okay, he may muff a few putts. Prove you can teach him. John, here's the problem, his, John. Here's the problem, John. What's if, the problem? if you're if you're trying to train a boxer, right, and he has a glass jaw, you, you can't train him to be a great boxer. He has a glass jaw. He's going to fail, right, once he gets touched. But, and that's the same thing for Valus Jones and what we're seeing. We're seeing someone no. who's talented. Yes, we're seeing someone who's talented. But unfortunately, you, you they're wrong this time. Well, well no, wrong, no, no, no. Well, well, John, you keep, if you keep cutting me off, you'll never be able to hear the rebuttal and to hear the other side of why maybe you could be wrong, right? And it is that you have someone who is talented. I don't think anyone's denying that or trying to argue whether or not Valus Jones is talented. The issue is in the NFL, there are so many talented people, and you have to have a smaller margin of error than everyone else. And so if you muff punts, if you can't, strategically think in your brain, this is not a good idea to touch this ball after a bounce because someone's being driven back into me. If you can't think about that in real time, that is what separates you from who should have that job. And that's what I'm trying to say about Bayless Jones Jr. Okay, let me ask one more question. Okay. How many spring trainings have they, how many uh, training camps have they, get, they had with him? Okay, number two. two. Yeah, okay. This okay. is the NFL, one, man. One and a, one and a half. Okay. Sure. All right, that's not long enough. I'll hang up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. If that's the case, then it's you, long enough for me. You would say the same thing for. That's why. No, no, no. I hear you, John. I hear you, John. You're right. This is why we're because we're allowed to give our opinion, and that's why you're calling in because we we respect it as well. But if if that were the case, then you would be taking bums all the time in the second, third round, and being like, "Oh, two years, three years, you need to develop." I agree with you. Listen, develop is a word that is eluded the Chicago Bears and many Chicago teams for a very long time. But it's okay, John, to point to someone and say, this isn't that person. It's okay. You you, you cannot hit or develop on 100% of your draft picks mm-hmm. and say, what, what do you mean? We have to give them time. It's okay. There is a, a percentage of people that you can point to and say, this ain't it. And I think a lot of people could point to Vegas and say, this ain't it. Right, and it's not as... Hmm, what's the word? It's not as important that he is good as it was or as it felt last year. And the reason it felt that, because last year that was the first offensive player that they took. Remember, Great we were talking point. about all those wide receivers that were available. And they, they take this 25-year-old out of Tennessee. Now you have, we just saw it on Sunday, you've got DJ Moore, a legitimate number one wide receiver. You've got Chase Claypool, and you know the jury is still out, but even he supersedes the importance of Valus Jones. Darnell Mooney is back and healthy and rehabbed and playing right now. So that, that puts 
Bayless Jones further back. You also brought in, you drafted another rookie in Tyler Scott. Now, he had a drop. He had a drop, and that was not good for Tyler Scott in the game, but that's another reason why all of a sudden you can put you can put Valus Jones Jr. in better perspective. And while, you know, if it doesn't work out, I guess you could put that down. I don't know. Our third round picks busts if they're not good. I mean, it's definitely, you know, goes on, it would go on Ryan Poles' record. But like I said, he's got coverage. He's got cover yeah. this year with the other guys I just mentioned. And that's what, to your point, Grody, pushes him a little bit further down and allows you to say, well, you know, you can we can try to develop you, but you're not as good as the people we have brought in. Yeah, you were an upgrade at the moment, mm-hmm. and remember the assumption was a poor man's Debo Samuel, and he hasn't even come close to that. Right, like, I mean, not even close to that. The raw abilities and the speed and all of that that is real. But there's been a lot of guys who have come through the NFL with that kind of ability that don't make an impact, and it's still it's not out of the question that he can right. make an impact as a receiver. But I'm done. Like. Stop it with the punt return. Just stop it. Like, if you, again, I said this about b- before they signed Yannick Ngakwe. If the Bears are serious about being a winning team this year, Valus Jones Jr. cannot be your punt returner. Without question. That cannot happen one time throughout the season. Right. A muff punt cannot happen. Right, because then, then that's just that's just a he- egregious error right, by the coaching staff. Then? Yeah. Right, what happens then if he muffs one more right. in Another the regular one. season? And it costs you. And, and, and then, Right. Well, then, then you immediately then, cut him. Then you just well, you cut him and then cut the coaches. I mean, like yeah, who who, right. who allowed this to happen when you've seen it? You saw it happen twice in games last yeah. year. You saw it in a practice game this year. And here's the thing: somehow, some way, the message is not getting the coaching is not getting to Valus Jones Jr. Like there's yeah. no way anybody's telling him. Yeah, on that punt. Let it bounce. Let the guys get a little closer to you. Go get it. Put, take your eyes off of everybody. Look up and try to grab that football and make a play. There's nobody it. on that, I don't think, <laughs> on that coaching staff that is telling Valus Jones Jr. to do that, yet he did that. It's Gabe and Grody, 670 to score. Taking your phone calls, uh, let's go to George on the south side, 312-644-6767. George, you got some thoughts on Valus Jones yourself, huh? What, what do you think about Valus? Hey, Gabe. Hey, Grody. Thanks for taking the call. Listen, sure. Totally agree with you all. Uh, John probably needs to maybe, um, I'll just be crass and say maybe have a drug test. He's absolutely incorrect. First of all, this is going to be a test for Ryan Poles. Is he going to have the guts to admit that he was wrong? You took a guy in the third round as a receiver who cannot catch. If you look at the way his technique is in terms of catching the football, he's horrible. He cannot catch. He's and now you got it. You put him back there to punt return. He cannot make the team as a receiver. He's horrible at punt returns. So Ryan Poles, you cannot hit on every single draft choice. Are you going to have the cut the guts to cut him? Because that's what needs to happen with mm-hmm. Bayless Jones. Yep. Thanks for the call, George. I appreciate it. Yep. And it is a tough decision to make to actually have to cut Bayless Jones, a third round pick. I mean, I get it. And then there, there, there's people that that are saying, "Hey, their eyes are they have eyes on Valus Jones because they feel like they can use them him in in their offense." It just boils down to the amount of weapons you have, right, Grody? Yeah. Like if you feel like there's a, an opening for something that he can fill, then that exists. But in this particular offense, where there was space for that last year, like you pointed out. Not many opportunities on the offensive side of the ball to get things going if you're a gadget guy. You're probably only going to have 
a handful of plays, if that. I would, to make lo- an I would love it if you had that. Like, so that type of guy is a great guy to have in this offense, or really on any offense. The 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 do it all, as we say, as you said, gadget guy. I love it. It's just not trustworthy, mm-hmm. and and. We were willing to accept that last year. Everybody was willing to accept that last year just because we knew what last year was. Last year was a year in which the Bears were allowed to develop and see what they had, and they were allowed to lose last year. And they were were allowed to put Valus Jones Jr. in again after he muffed the punt. You know what? Hey, that sucked. That was horrible. Everybody but we're going to give you another shot at it. That that was even allowed. It still sucked, but they, they, they were allowed to do it. They were even allowed to, in the practice game on Saturday, throw him in there one more time. But, yeah. but that's that's just got to be it. That's just got to be it for him in terms of that. And it does stink. It stinks. Uh, Valus Jones Jr. is a great guy who's one of the most fun dudes to talk to awesome in to that hear. locker room, like all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, he is very sure of himself, but, but something is wrong I think with the connection with him, like it's almost like the yips mm-hmm. in baseball. Where we're talking mm-hmm. about a guy losing his ability to throw to to first base. You yeah, know, we've seen that many times throughout Major League Base. There's something wrong with him, maybe mentally, in terms of being the punt return guy. So stop forcing it on him. Yeah, stop forcing it on him. It's funny because you know some people can't handle the pressure of being in a big market. Some people can't, and so Valus Jones. You know, as we mentioned, was drafted to be somewhat of a savior. Hey, we, we need a guy. Valus, you're it. All right, I'm a third rounder. I'm 25. Right. coming from Venice, Tennessee. All right, I got to do my thing. Oh, muff punt. Oh, damn it. Am I that guy? Am I the one to do it? Can I do this job? Oh, muff punt again. Like, I could see where it can get in somebody's head. Yeah. Well, he, I, will say, I will say this, though, that he does not lack confidence. Like, he's not. Love hearing that. He is a very confident, self-assured young man like all of that goes into it he just has not been able to get and hey playing at Tennessee you know I know that the media contingencies but that's kind of a pressure cooker too of course so you know the idea that you know he he can't handle the big market I don't know if that's it because like I said he's great with the media he is loose he is free he's not hiding from anybody he is confident and I, I guarantee you he still wants it as a punt returner but that just may not be the best thing for him and I hope the coaches stop forcing it on right because I'm sure he wants to be involved in the offense but unfortunately Valus when you're thinking about you know who a who a screen should go to you're pretty far down that list yeah it's DJ Moore it's Darnell Mooney it's Khalil Herbert it's, <laughs> yes. it's Cole Komet yeah. it's Chase Claypool Dante on a, on a gonna sweet, get some catches like that there's a lot of people that are above you yeah. that you feel way more confident right. in if they were to get the ball and that's where we find ourselves right now mm-hmm. all right uh, we are going to take a beat for a second. Uh, do you want to talk about Justin Fields when we come back on the other side? I know we got some people that are on hold right now that want to talk about Justin Fields as well. If you want to get your Justin Fields thoughts in, give us a call, 312-644-6767. Only threw three passes, had 987 yards. My dad called me right afterwards. He's like, you put that bet in for me for Justin Fields to hit over 2850, right? <laughs> Because my dad didn't want to bet. He sends the money to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, hilarious. I sent it. He's like, he's going to blow that away. It's like, <laughs> after, I know, Dad. After one game. I know, Dad. See, see, and again, you get to react any way you want to a preseason game. I am yeah. tired of people telling you that you can't react how you want to a preseason game. <laughs> but do you know how much? You know how many yards uh, 
it, the line moved by after Justin Fields' performance? How many? Zero. Okay. <laughs> you can react however you want. 2850. <laughs> and Vegas is like, yeah, okay, keep putting money on Justin uh, yeah, Fields. Yeah. Didn't even move one yard. That's hilarious. The win total for the Bears. Didn't Did move, move at all. Yeah, yeah. Just putting it out there. What you saw didn't change the actual people. But we will discuss Justin Fields on the other side, and we will take your calls after the break. 312-644-6767. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Glorious. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with Training Camp Live with Mark Grody and Gabe Ramirez on Sports Radio 670 The Score. If Mark Grody and I were in a rom-com, this would be the soundtrack in the background. Hysteria? <laughs> be something like that. Yeah. Like, Did you know that this was Def Leppard? Zero chance at all. Yeah. just sounded like a, dude, you can't go do that, man. It's not going to be, it's not, you know, if you don't tell her right now that you love her, then she's never going to come oh, back. that's hilarious. But I told her I love her, but yeah. you didn't say it like you meant it. Yeah. She didn't believe you. She's catching a bus in 20 minutes, yeah. man. You, you got to sell it to her. You got to tell her you love her, not just, I love you. Yeah, that's exactly. That's hilarious. Tyler Farringold, did you come up with that Def Leppard music, or was that just part of, like, the music beds? Uh, I, well, like I picked think, it out. No, yeah. but I... I, I picked it out for you guys. You did? Oh, you did? No. I, I have a feeling he just clicked the button that was purple. Hysteria was purple when you near. <laughs> uh, it's Gabe and Grody. It's Tyler Farringall producing. And we are taking your calls about the Bears. <laughs> a little Justin Fields action. A little Hall of Fame Justin Fields on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's how people felt. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to the phones first, Groats. Okay. Let's go to Hollis and Berwyn. So, Hollis, what are you saying about Greeny? You didn't like what what comment? Green, Greenberg, he made a comment a few days ago and said that um, if Justin Fields, if he doesn't get it this year, this year, that the Bears would be looking for a quarterback. That's a bunch of crap. I'm a lifelong Chicago Bear fan. We have a thoroughbred. We have a thoroughbred quarterback. He has some pieces around him. 
stick with the running game and off the running game, go to the pass. It's as simple as that. If our offensive line can hold for him and he has more time to throw, we'll be in business this year. All right, Hollis, let me ask you this. What what does success look like to you then for Justin Fields, right? Because he can't he can't have the same campaign he had last year, right? Like twenty two hundred no, yards, sixty no. percent yeah. right. He can't do that. So and I'm and I'm not saying he needs to be great, right? But what does success right. look like for you? Like what 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 does he need to do that's better than last year in order for you to feel like you have confidence in that thoroughbred comment? Well, I know one thing. Sometimes he does hold the ball a little bit longer and also too um his footwork. I hope that he's been working on his footwork. Um, when he delivers the ball, because um, he can throw a deep ball, but sometimes these little short cross pat- pattern passes and things like that, sometimes he put a little bit too too much heat on it, and sometimes you don't put enough mustard on it. So, I, I hear that. That makes sense. Thanks for the call, um, Hollis. You bring up some great points because I love that he didn't mention any actual statistics, right, Groats? Like yeah. you can say, "Hey, man, you can be around that same space," but if your footwork got better. Mm-hmm. If your decision making and you 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 were able to throw quick accurate throws, if that got better, then I'm willing to look at that and say that's enough growth for me. Is that enough growth? I mean, those are the things that w- that we've been told that he needs to get better at. So I guess if th- if that's the magical elixir, then it would be enough. But we'll see if it actually if once he gets those things down, if it actually correlates to him throwing the ball down the field and becoming an efficient passer. I guess I was a little bit confused with the call because it sounded like he was refusing to believe the possibility that Justin Fields could be bad, or the uh, he he mentioned Greenberg saying that next year. You know, and if this, he didn't perform, yeah, the Bears then, should be looking for a new. Well, the, and I, I, I want that's true. Like if he, if if Justin Fields is poor this year, then of course you have two first round picks next year. The Bears will be looking for another quarterback, and that's well, that's why I posed the question to him to Hollis, which was, "What does success look like?" Right? Yeah. Because if it's not, you know, it's, if it, we're not saying it's not going to be thirty five hundred yards, but like, all right, that's why I said, you know, some better footwork. It's tough. And we, so Mully and I had Wani in studio for a healthy amount of time. And Wani said <laughs> a that the healthy worst. amount of time? Yeah, two segments. Okay. And Wani said that the worst case scenario for the Chicago Bears would be if Justin Fields got hurt mm. in, oh, wow. in like week three or four. Yeah, that's, he's right. And then you'd have to make some sort of decision. He's right. He's so right on that. Yep. I've and, thought about that. And he's like, so he's got to stay healthy and, you yeah. know, you still can control him for another year. But you'd still have to make a decision, to, you know, because you'd be in the best predicament to get a. It's tough. That's a tough. Oh yeah, man. I thought about that too. What other than you know having to see PJ Walker quarterback games, <laughs> oh like God. what what how would they go about evaluating? Because and I've said this you know as often as I can, the bear just because Ryan Poles showed a vote of confidence in this year's draft right. by not drafting a quarterback and essentially saying somebody would have to blow me away to replace Justin Fields and nobody blew us away. They're still evaluating this guy. They don't know if Justin Fields is their guy. They they kind of think he's their guy, you know, with the the nod that they yeah. gave him, but they're not positive. They're evaluating and they're they got their arms crossed too and they're just <laughs> watching, okay, 
Show us, man. Make, yeah. make our decision. You know what? We want to know at the end of this year that we are going to extend you. I don't want to have to think about any of our draft picks with a quarterback in that first round. I want to go and get a couple of defensive ends, more guys who could sack the quarterback because that's what I think that they're going to focus on if yeah. they don't have to worry about Justin Fields. So that's the part. Like when there's criticisms with Justin Fields or there is cynicism or skepticism, whatever word you want to use, it, it that goes to – the front office, the coaching staff, Andrew Janoco, Luke Getze, mm. all those guys are thinking the same thing, which is why we don't usually get a fully flowered, hyperbole-filled description of Justin Fields' passing game. And when you're talking about the front office and saying, well, yes, in this particular draft class, they said we didn't find anyone that blew us away. That doesn't mean that there's no other draft class with quarterbacks that – can blow them away, and so that could be the case next season. So that's sure. just a that's a that's a that's a one year thing. That is not a a in in perpetuity forever and from here until infinity. We will not then we will then not seek out a quarterback. And so yeah, the worst case scenario being in oh man, that's hope. Here's who here's my sick mind because after Wani said that, I thought okay, let's say Bears are like you know in a some crazy world, five and one, six and two. Six and two. Mm-hmm. Five and two. Yeah. Five and two is better. More yeah. realistic. Yeah. Justin Fields gets hurt. Bears were five and one. They lose that game quickly with PJ Walker. They realize he's not the man. Can you envision a Carson Wentz playing for the Chicago Bears? Oh, they Bears? make a trade for Carson Wentz. Is Carson Wentz? No, he's a free agent, right? Isn't he, isn't he a free agent? Wasn't he working out wearing like I three different. I have not been keeping yeah. track of Carson Wentz. That's what but, I'm saying. I'm trying, yeah. I'm thinking of a word. I'm, I'm trying to think. Of the the awesome world, you know how other teams they get people that come out of nowhere and sure. I just yeah, well, no, of course, yeah. If if he goes down, then yeah, you'll hear like who? Okay, who was it? Gardner Minshew is is he available? He's on the he's on a team right, right. now. He's on a team. He's on a team. yeah. We lose track of these guys. He's somewhere. He's on oh a no, team. all there'll be lists and names will pop up. You know, and, you know Nathan Peterman's still on the roster right as well. I guess I, I guess the, the the statement was more so about. The Bears not just tanking it in and being like, all right, we got P.J. Walker. We're going to go in the next season. Whatever happens with this guy happens because we're not worried about the playoffs. Or being in a position where Justin Fields actually performed well. Mm-hmm. Got you to a, a above 500 record. Sure. But got hurt. And now you got to like go. like It's such like a bizarro world <sighs> that we'd be living in. Anyways, that's the sick twisted mind that I have, Mark. Yeah, I, well, I go on these little little tangents in my brain. You've you been know? hurt before. I mean, we've yeah. all we always get to see the backup quarterback with the Bears, and it's no longer exciting. Like, like I see stories on Bears backup quarterbacks, and they don't move me because all I care about is what Justin Fields yeah. does this year. And I should point out too. Like if Justin Fields is not a superstar, or if he's not great, or even in the top, that doesn't mean that he's not around next year. And like I'm not, I have set the bar for him to be great, so I'm harder on him. Like I want to yeah. see that. But if they're efficient with Justin Fields, and everything points towards like what we saw, like you know, obviously you're not going to get that every week, but it does, everything points towards we're going to give Justin Fields a lot of help this year, not just with the players, but I'm saying that in terms of. You're going to see them really focus on the run game. Um, you're going to see them really focus on those, you know, not not all, not every pass is going to be behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> like those passes were. But you're going to see, hey, Kari Blassen game, 
The fullback on the Bears, who barely had a touch last year, catches the first pass from Justin Fields, an 11-yard pass. Yeah. So you're going to see more efficiency. And one thing that I think, Luke, like, I don't still don't know, like, where Lou Getze ranks in terms of offensive coordinators or where he will go. And I thought it was laughable that people were talking about him for head coaching last year. But I will say this: Luke Getze is good at with using the people he has and knowing the skills they have and helping his guys. And remember, they changed the entire offense last year and made it Justin Fields doing what he wants to do with his feet, running the football, top-running team in the NFL. Yeah. So they, he, he worked with what he had. Now he has more with which to work. But if he doesn't feel like Justin Fields is ready to fling the ball down the field, like we all want to see, then I think Luke Getze will will continue to temp, you know tamper things down, and that's what I think you're going to see is the the shorter, more efficient sort of offense out of Justin Fields and Luke Getze. This I'm here year. for it. Yeah, I'm here for efficiency. I'm here for moving the chains. I'm, listen, if you're looking at guys that have won Super Bowls over the last decade, and you think about Tom Brady. And when you think about Tom Brady, when you think about those guys, what do they do? They pick you to pieces. Yeah. To pieces. But they do, but they do make the big throws eventually, too. And that's fair. And, and that and that's exactly what you hope to see out of Justin Fields and those weapons. Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, ought help. Some sort of some sort of marriage between the two. I think it's possible. When you think about Justin Fields and his ego. Do you think of him, because he seems very confident, but I wouldn't call it smug, but I wonder, like, is it air, does it borderline arrogance? I'm trying to see what, I'm trying to figure out what kind of person Justin Fields is in that space. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously very confident, very comfortable in his abilities. Is he overconfident? He, he, he is, hmm. No, I don't think so. I think he has. The, I think he has the requisite amount of confidence for a first-string quarterback in the National okay. Football League playing in a big market. Like he wants it. Like the fact that he's like, I want the four thousand yards, and I think I could do it. And I think I could open it up. Yeah, you, yeah. you need that. I'm smiling. You, now. I don't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to ever doubt himself, despite right. what we say and what you know. Hopefully, he doesn't pay a lot of attention to what everybody writes and what we tweet <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. I don't want his confidence to ever be right because you have to. To have that like that's like minimal competency I think for a starting quarterback in the NFL especially one as decorated as Justin Fields in terms of college yeah. and then where he was drafted but you know I, I I think about those quarterbacks that are like they have that hint of humble in them mm -hmm. when they hit the podium you know and it's like do you not sense that out of Justin Fields when he's at the the podium I I it's there's a little Jimmy Butler in there where I feel okay. like he want he wants to prove it, you know. I, I always have to prove something, as opposed to just acknowledge understanding that you are that good. Does that make Does that make sense? Does that, you know what I mean? Like you, you instead of walking up there and knowing you're great and then being like, "Hey, you know what? We had a good game today, but you know, there's." I'm not saying he's never said this, but I'm saying like, you know, we got to work on some stuff. You know, this is you know, I love my team and we come together. And, you know, or as opposed to like, uh, yeah, you know, I usually make that throw. And I, I didn't in that particular instance. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm try, I don't know Justin Fields. So I, right. you talk to him all the time. Yeah. So I'm more well, so trying is, to get a, he, he can a be, sense of. It can be know. difficult to figure out in some of the, the press conferences because sometimes we get the feeling that 
um, how could I put this? It's almost like he's exhausted by us. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. sort of like a lot of, you know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> with, you know, the questions us a lot. Okay, what do you mean by that? You know, um, and you know, sometimes he doesn't. He's not very thorough with some of the answers that he gives. And I, I, I want to be clear. I, I, I want to be clear. Grody's only said wonderful things about Justin Fields. Yeah, well, no, that's okay. I, I, it's okay. I just, I mean, I'm just pip taking on your well, line. Well, right I now. thought actually Anthony Heron said it pretty, pretty well about him. Like because he could come across as as quiet, but what Justin Fields is, and this is this is via Anthony Heron, he's calm. He's mm. a calm guy. So when he's talking to us, that's just him. It's not him trying to like not give the media what they. He's just a calm, reserved guy. And some of that. Remember when I don't remember if you and I. It's been a while since you and I have done a show, but there was the thing that came up from Darnell Mooney a talk about talking about Justin Fields trying, you know, wanting him to be a little bit more vocal on the field when the defense mm. was kind of winning the battle. Yeah, I do of, remember of, saying that. Remember the tr- trying to hype so, his guys up. Right, and then you had uh, you had uh, Robert Tunyon saying that he actually went up to Justin Fields after that practice where the defense dominated and the defense was chirping and had more energy and spark <laughs> and juice. And Robert Tunyon went up to Justin Fields in the locker room afterwards and said, hey, basically, don't worry about that stuff. Some that some of that stuff is on us, the vocal mm-hmm. stuff and the chirping and the the enthusiasm. He said, he said, look, this guy's got enough to be worried about. He doesn't have to be worried about necessarily yeah. being a cheerleader for this team and being loud and being demonstrative when his default position is, and this is generally speaking good, calm. He's a calm guy. Yeah. That's funny you say that. Talked to Ozzie Guillen, and he was talking about team leaders, you know, the issue that White Sox have. And he said, sometimes you don't have to be a loud leader. And he pointed out Paul Canerco. And he said, hey, this is a guy that, you know, is calm, mm-hmm. right? But he led with his actions and how he ran his team. Right. And you can see Justin Fields being that same kind of guy where it's like, hey, you lead us the way you lead us. We'll, sure. we'll worry about that other right. stuff. And I in. think that's what Tanyan was saying. Tanyan, right. I think that that was his point. You're just you're not like that. You don't necessarily need to be disingenuous <laughs> right. about who you are. Now, I do think some of that he's. He, I think Justin Fields does have to manufacture some of it, and he's not a shrink. Like be, having been on the sidelines and watching Justin Fields, like I know that the camera usually just has him sitting there being quiet. But there are many times when I would see him going up to each and every player, trying right. to get them pumped up, and not again. Not in some sort of ridiculously animated way, but you know, to the original point, if that's not him, then other guys do have to pick up that part. I do think, you know, you said like leader by example, that's good, but I do think that there needs to be vocal guys in the locker room as well. And I think, and I think that they're probably all. We don't always know who those guys are on defense. I got a pretty good idea. I mean, I saw Tremaine Edmonds today in the hype circle before they did 11 mm-hmm. on 11 he's in the middle of the circle <laughs> like given the given the speech and getting everybody pumped up at least he was one of the guys in the middle so that tell me okay Edmonds going to be that guy this year in a defense with with leaders in it when you have you know Eddie Jackson obviously and right. Justin Jones's voice is being heard a little bit more too okay. so uh, yeah. well we 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 have an insight as to who some of the vocal leaders are but who are the guys that stood out to us after our Saturday's game against the Tennessee Titans. Before we wrap up at 7 o'clock, I'm going to see who stood out to our very own Mark Grody. We'll talk about that after this. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. 
right here at Training Camp Live Special on 670. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with Training Camp Live with Mark Grody and Gabe Ramirez on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Got a couple minutes here before we let Mark Grody get out. So it's only fitting that I ask him who were some players that stood out after the first game of preseason for the Chicago Bears. Groats? You know who's still standing out, man? He's been standing out in training camp, and he put a couple of vicious hits on that first defensive drive, even though they scored a touchdown. Kyler Gordon, man. Mm. Kyler Gordon looks so good, and he sounds really good as well. As a matter of fact, I got a little Kyler Gordon action for you. I want you to listen to him. How he just he just sounds like a different dude this year. I know what to expect. You know, I, I, I'm confident what I'm about to do. Like my eyes are in the right spot, and so like there's just nothing like bothering me. I don't I don't feel hectic at all. Like everything's just smooth and calm. Really. Did you feel hectic last year? Uh, when you say hectic last year, like yeah, like to the terms on like you know what I'm supposed to see and do, and uh, you know a little bit of the speed of the game. But like you know, I had to just tell myself to you know breathe and just do my thing. And you know, obviously. Uh, Spend more time in the film room. We saw, like, you know, after, like, the first half of the season last year, that's kind of started to take off. And then being able to really settle down this offseason and uh, amp up all that stuff and really just fix what I needed to fix, like, just I feel great now. How did it feel to make two big plays on that first drive by the Tennessee offense? I feel like I wanted some more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a quick little quick little seven plays or however many it was, but just a little, like, short showcase of what I'm uh, I'm ready to do this year. It's coming from uh, that's always been part of me. You saw last year, you know, in the Giants game, a little bit hit here and there, but uh, that's always been a part of me. That's why I like to play nickel spot. You know, I get to put my head in there and uh, make big hits like that and stuff like that. So that's all going to come this year. Is it important to you that you just have one thing, generally speaking, to focus on, and that is to be the inside guy? I mean, you could say, like, yeah, like, the obvious, like, you know, I just get to spend my time focusing on the one spot. So, of course, I'm a perfected, but me personally, it wouldn't have made a difference. Like, I would love to still play corner uh, when I get to that base and, uh, go back and forth you know I did last year I can do it this year made plays in both spots and uh you know I'm comfortable playing outside too just as much as I am inside so I would love to do both but I'm gonna do whatever the team wants to do to in order to win so I'm, I'm cool how about that guy just I mean the confidence you could feel it you could see it like he just knows where to be he was very up and down last year and a lot of down especially early in the season for him but don't tell him that he's not a hitter man yeah he'll, I mean he'll reference it okay first of all I think he proved that to everyone yeah <laughs> he's crushing people yeah. out there good enough but it was good to see him and, and also good that you know I'm sure he wants to be the starting cornerback alongside Jalen Johnson sure of course he wants and to be so yeah. for 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 everything to be like hey there's these two rookies that are you know in good position to to hold down that other spot, and you're just going to be the starting slot guy, which is no shade to you, but yeah. and they'll move him around, too. And they'll, right? And yeah, they'll move him yeah, around, but yeah. I mean, to 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 be able to take that and be like, yeah, you know what, whatever, yeah, I'm going to be the best, whatever I'm exactly. going to be, no and, doubt. And I'm I'm so happy that I'm the best. I'm going to be the best, whatever, and I can't wait to get more opportunities to show I'm the best, 
whatever it is uh-huh. that you guys want me to be. I mean, that's the way to do it in the NFL, yes. too, right? Like, okay. It makes you a fan favorite. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, some of the Bears, like, special teams, like, really good special teamers through the years. Let's talk about, like, the gunner, like, DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, I think he just signed with somebody today, actually. Okay. But he was a guy who was like, all right, it's I'm not really going to be a safety in this league. I mean, they would use him there at sometimes in right. certain circumstances, but it's like screw if I if it's going to be if that's my way to the league, I'm going to be the best damn special teams guy and I'm going to take it seriously and he did take it very seriously. Anybody else that stood out for you? Um, Tyreek Stevenson, for sure. Without question, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson, an interesting guy, very kind. I mean, he he's the first play blew the coverage, but then after that just play after play after play um and when i spoke to him he was i asked him about the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that he had on him and this was his response to it not at all i don't i don't i don't i don't think it was good at all but um you know i get paid i get i get i get paid to uh play and they get paid to ref so at the end of the day i wouldn't really you know make the call like like i was saying next play mentality because you you were in bounds. Yeah, I felt like I was in bounds, and I felt like he was bracing. He was trying to bring a contact to me, so I felt like you know at the end of the day I ain't backing down from no contact. So um, I felt like it was just a fifty fifty call, and they went with theirs. Did it feel like this was a carryover for you from what you've been doing at camp, and now you get into real game speed action? Did it feel similar? Oh uh, yeah, it felt a lot. It felt a lot a little bit slower than practice, um, and it felt I felt a lot more comfortable out there. To be honest, um, I felt like. Maybe after the first play, it kind of gave me that juice that I need to lock back in and, and focus on what I need to do. But definitely, um, felt a lot. I felt a lot of felt a lot of comfortable out there. You felt more comfortable out there than you did in training camp. Yeah, um, I just felt like I felt like me saying I was comfortable was more like just the, 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 me being acting up and juiced up. That's why I pretty. I feel like that's what it was carrying over. You feel a natural adrenaline that you can't really get from training camp, right? Yeah, you know, every day going out there and practice, so you, you pretty much playing against the same guys, but going out there with fans and you know the media and everything like that just adds a little bit more juice to it. I love the fact that when they asked the three rookies about you know feeling pressure and being nervous. And it was Tyler Scott said, yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. Darnell Wright confidently in Cobra position, hands above his head, said that he was a little bit nervous, but you could tell he was still confident. And then Terry Stevenson was like, nah, I do this. <laughs> right. I do this. Yeah. Well, I'm not nervous about this. I've been ready for this. Right. It sounds like he's more nervous or uptight in training camp, and he's not <laughs> nervous or uptight in training camp either. <laughs> so, but I, I, I understood what he was saying, but I thought that was fascinating. All right, but you'll be talking about more Bears stuff on your daily podcast, right, Grotes? <laughs> yeah, actually getting ready to uh, record the daily score. One, there's an episode up and running right now if you want to check it out wherever you get your podcast. And on YouTube, it. though. Right, it's on, it's on YouTube as well. You can, yeah. see, you can see me, or if you just want to listen to the audio portion, it's, I, it's up on my Instagram. The link is in my Instagram right now. It's on Facebook, and uh, it's on my Twitter as well. So I appreciate you asking about that, and I appreciate yeah. everybody that has uh, listened and supported the Daily Podcast, yeah, the Daily Score. Download the Odyssey app, search Mark Grody, and then you can find it there. Grotes and I will be back on your radios together on Wednesday. This Wednesday? For a brief half-hour okay. show. Oh, okay. And then we got to— From Indianapolis? I'm going to be in Indianapolis on Wednesday. I guess you're calling in, Papa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? No, no, that's cool. <laughs> yes. I, I, I am, hey, I'm going to Indianapolis yeah. to work, 
Somebody calls me, wants to be on, be on the radio. Seven o'clock, no dinner for you. I will right? be. On, <laughs> I will be on the radio. So, so, hey, if there's people listening, right, call me while I'm in Indy. I will talk to you about the Bears. Any, anybody, just anybody. anybody. I'm on business, man. Hey, before the game, halftime, whatever. Yeah, call, whatever. yeah exactly. Call me. All right, girls, get out of here. Get Bye. some sleep. See you, Gabe. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.